Hello and welcome or welcome back to the UBA Wellbeing Podcast. My name is Rach, one of the wellbeing trainers here at UBA and today I am joined by Rich. How are you doing Rich? Hello, yeah I'm good thank you, how are you? Yeah good thank you and also delighted to say we're joined by a couple of members of Educate. So we've got um, Emily and Tia with us, how are you both doing? I'm doing okay and you? Yeah, good, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> awesome. Um, Tia, do you, um, could you just quickly, for anyone who doesn't already know, we hope everyone already does, but um, what you do in Hedgecake, kind of what you're about and how people might be able to get involved with the society as well? Yeah, so um, Hedgecake is a society which was first started at UEA in 2012 and now um, 13 years on, it's not 13, 11 years on, um, it's actually a UK-wide organisation and a registered charity. Um, the branch at UEA is basically focused on raising mental health awareness and we do this through going to different schools and like youth clubs in the local area and talking to young people about what mental health is, um, educating them on some common conditions and also how they can help a friend or help themselves and like signposting them to different resources and that kind of thing, basically to try and destigmatize it all. I love that. So if someone was like, that sounds amazing and I, I want to get involved, what would they do? Well, just to learn more about us, you can visit our Instagram at HedgecateUEA. And if you wanted to purchase a membership and join the society, it's £5 on the Student Union website. Amazing. Always, always start with a plug. Why not? Um, so this month, our theme is how to support a friend with their mental health, considering the steps we take to support someone and the importance of those boundaries and looking after ourselves. So we'll be reflecting on some key questions with you both um, and hearing your perspective, which just is, you know, I think perfect in line with all that you do in the society as well. Before we let you two get into it though, we always like to start with something that we call, it's the little things. So we're looking for your little wins for the week. Um, and we always like to say, you know, it's those small things that add up to make a big difference. So uh, Emily, do you want to get started? What's your little win for the week? Well, it's not really a win, but my parents came to visit me and I think I have an air fryer waiting at my door when I get home tonight. That is definitely a win. <laughs> definitely a win. Fish fingers on the menu. Uh, no, that's great. Definitely chicken nuggets. <laughs> chicken nuggets. Nice. Yeah, really good. Lovely little win. Uh, and Tia, how about you? Uh, well, me and Emily have just been planning our first sort of Hedgecake taster session, um, which is taking place tomorrow. So we're all just really excited um, to be with such a nice committee who's really keen to get things going for the year. Really exciting. What's uh, what's the plan for the first event? Um, we're just going to introduce the society to people that don't know about it already. And then we're going to do some painting and have some pizza. What more could you ask for? Sounds really fun. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, a couple of really nice ones. Thank you guys for sharing those. Yeah, thank you. And, and now I'm hungry, so even better. <laughs> Right, I think uh, let's jump into the theme though. So thinking around um, how we support a friend with their mental health, be that when it's starting to decline or maybe it, they've been struggling for a while. And a key part of that work that you do is around mental health awareness. How do you think that increased mental health awareness can help someone um, in supporting someone else? So I'm just going to start now. Um, so I think mental health is a big word. It can mean so many things and it means so many different things to other people. And obviously under mental health, you have so many other conditions, so many little aspects of it. And I think mental health awareness, its aim is to basically make make people aware of 
what mental health is, what are the different signs of someone struggling with their mental health. It's about recognizing that someone is struggling, but if you don't know what you're looking for, you don't really know what that someone is struggling because you might be like, oh, your friend's not doing well, it's not acting normal, but you might like not be like jumping to, oh, she might be struggling with mental health. And I think mental health awareness makes people maybe more aware and might help them recognize the early signs of someone struggling with mental health conditions. Yeah, I love that. You don't know what you don't know, right? Um, and I think it's also that confidence, isn't it? Because before you kind of have that increased awareness, you might be be like, oh, should I start that conversation? Or, or is this a problem? I'm not really sure. So that kind of, as you said, being able to recognise those signs and that increased confidence to have those conversations as well. I guess uh, in terms of thinking then about, you know, once we've maybe gained a little bit of awareness uh, or, you know, if we feel confident to kind of start applying some of that knowledge. Um, Tia, do you have any uh, advice or any guidance on how to maybe start a conversation if we if we do recognise some of those early warning signs, if we see in a friend, someone we know, something that maybe raises a little concern, we think they might be struggling, what would you say in terms of starting that conversation? I think that people often really overthink this and get really worried about saying the wrong thing or you know, thinking, feeling that it's inappropriate or like really personal to ask someone how they're doing. But I think the most important thing is not how you ask, but the fact that you are asking. Um, so just something really simple, like an open question, you know, are you OK? Or I've noticed that you're not yourself recently. Has, has something been going on? Just really simple. And you'd be surprised how many people that's like all they need to really open up. Yeah, I agree. It's that. It's that invitation, isn't it, to just be like, you know, rather than just that, you know, we all say, oh, you're all right. Or, you know, how many times we say today, but actually stopping saying, but are you actually OK, um, can be really powerful, can't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just adding on to that, I thought like it's about giving them the space because when you give them, you know, an open question, it kind of gives them the space that they may be able to like, oh, she don't ask me how I was doing last time. It kind of open up the door for them to maybe come back when they're ready. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, sometimes and I, I, I'm definitely guilty of this sometimes, sometimes uh, I might have a bit of a face on, I might be being a bit grumpy and someone might say, you know, Rachel might say, oh, is everything all right? And I'll be just like, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm fine. And even though she might think, hmm. I'm not sure everything is fine. I'm, I might not want to talk about it. And that's the thing, you know, a person doesn't have to open up to you. But like you say, you've you've opened that door and that's all you can do, really, isn't it? And then actually, when I'm when I'm maybe a little bit less grumpy or maybe the next day, I might say, actually, do you know what? Like something has been going on or, or maybe I do want to talk about this now. So, yeah, I really like that. Like you say, giving a person the space and, and inviting them to to start that conversation, I guess. Yeah, I love that. And I think. um Thinking back to what you started with, Tia, around that, people do sort of tie themselves up in knots a little bit, which is understandable. I can totally relate to that when I first start supporting people with their mental health and really overthinking it. I think sometimes people think they need to problem solve. So if they if they ask, they then need to solve what's going on. And, and I think that can cause some anxiety. But actually, a lot of the time, it's that space, as I said, about opening up those questions and just for someone to feel heard really in that space I think is that first point of call so how how can we sort of show someone in those conversations we're listening Emily 
I think starting with the basics of actually sitting in front of the person, not looking at your phone, not being any distracted and putting all your attention on them. Because we've, we're in a society where we spend 19, all day on our phone, literally waiting for a text, waiting for something back, or like just scrolling for Instagram while talking to someone like through the ear. But I think sometimes it's good to put your phone down, look at the person, look at them and just listen carefully and just making them know that you're here and that you're listening and giving them basically your whole attention just for a few minutes because maybe it was five minutes will make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And it almost sounds um, it almost sounds too obvious, doesn't it? When we say, oh, show you're listening by not looking at your phone. But um, I've had many conversations with people. <laughs> the, the receiving end has been on them on their phone. I'm sure I'm guilty of doing it the other way um, as well around that listening. And, you know, in terms of any other skills potentially around showing or listening you said sort of not having distractions sometimes we think about kind of where we are maybe that sort of tone of voice any other tips around that I think definitely environment why environment also has a big breaking back if you're like in a big like cohort or like you're in a lecture theater you're just not going to ask your friend oh how are you doing right now maybe putting them in a park along near the lake somewhere which is calm nature surrounds you might just help make them open up or at least less it will be less loud than being in a lecture theater I, I don't know if you guys have experienced this and I think although it can be really rewarding can't it to, to support the people around us it's lovely to be able to do that to look out for people to to offer that that listening ear and and, and you know helping people out sometimes that can take quite a lot from us can't it and I think something that that, that we always say when when we're talking to well, ourselves as much as anything, isn't it, Rach? But, you know, certainly to, to, to other students that maybe support uh, their peers, uh, you know, the importance of looking after yourself. Is there any advice you'd have on that, Tia, or, or anything that you tend to think of in terms of looking after yourself while supporting other people? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to start off with, I think it's important to say, even if you're not supporting someone else, just in general, we should all be very aware of our own mental health and well-being because if we're not then when the situation arises where you do need to be there for someone else you're not going to be able to I mean I'm sure we've all been in situations where someone else is talking about their problems or talking about their day but we're so concerned with what's going on in our own head it's really difficult to actually sit and listen um, and as we've just said like that's the most important thing that's the most important way we can help other people um, so that's sort of the the main thing there and then on the other hand supporting other people can sometimes bring up uncomfortable feelings in ourselves and make us feel upset you know empathizing with others can be really difficult and so I think it's just really good to just appreciate that take a step back and just think about how supporting others makes you feel and if you feel like it's making you feel low or anxious then make sure you sort of seek help with that. Yeah really important and uh... I love that emphasis on self-awareness I think that really is the key word isn't it and just recognizing how how is this affecting me too right and um Emily how in thinking about like that sort of self-awareness and, and and also seeking help how else do you think um someone might be able to kind of look after themselves when supporting someone else I'm going to say take care of yourself, which is a really big sentence, because what does it mean to take care of yourself, actually? And I think for for me, in my opinion, it's obviously you need to know what you need. <laughs> and 
take care of yourself, like eating. If you like to run, go on a run, reading, taking time for yourself at night to just be by yourself also sometimes. In terms of like when helping someone with their mental health, you also, as Tia said, you need to be aware of your own mental health. And I think it's about knowing the boundary of are you able to help them right now? Are you do you feel okay to be able to listen to them? Or is it gonna trigger you? Is it gonna make you feel uncomfortable? It's like you offer the help, but then if you feel like you're getting uncomfortable, it's you're it's pushing your boundaries and you're obviously not able to help, then maybe it's time to like direct them to somewhere else, maybe. But then obviously taking care of yourself, but maybe going on a reset walk, listening to music, cooking for yourself, or something that makes you happy. I think that's that's how you take care of yourself. Or really that's how I do. <laughs> no, it sounds great. A really nice answer. And um I really like the word you used there around boundaries. And obviously that's going to look really different um, person to person. But the bottom line is, you know, none of us are responsible for someone else's mental health. Right. So putting in those boundaries is how we look after ourselves. But actually, if we think about the person at the other end of that, if we're doing everything for them and they're super reliant on us, we actually might be stopping getting them to the right support. So actually boundary to support when we then go, actually, I care about you and the best thing I can do for you and the most caring thing I can do for you is to signpost you on is actually getting them to that help and that appropriate professional support sooner as well. So it's kind of supporting yourself and that person. So it's kind of a bit of a win-win really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's it's It works both ways and hopefully everyone's happy at the end and everyone's getting the help they need. Exactly. Yeah, like you said, Rachel, it's, it's not just about looking after ourselves it is about making sure that that person's getting the most appropriate support too right isn't it um i think you know we've obviously spoken already about being that listening ear and uh opening the door for someone to to talk about how they're feeling and that's obviously you know a massive part of of uh of looking out for the people around us but uh i think sometimes we've got to recognize that actually I might not be able to to offer you the support that you need or I might not be the right person to talk about this and I think even in our roles that's something that me and Rachel end up doing quite a lot I think actually I might not be the the right person to uh to, to talk to about this or actually it might be more appropriate for you to get some support from xyz whatever it might be and I think that's where that's where signposting comes in so important doesn't it I think it's such an important role in terms of knowing where to point people towards um Tia is there anywhere that you uh particularly like to kind of signpost people towards what what kind of advice do you have for people in terms of if they need maybe a little bit more support with their mental health what, what kind of things would you suggest I think the most important thing is checking that if they for example they don't feel comfortable opening up to you maybe you don't have that kind of relationship um, you're not just you're just not that close to them it's important to ask if they have other people in their life they do feel comfortable opening up to you know family loved ones as just like a sort of starting point and if that's not the case then or it might be a more serious problem perhaps their GP or um, if it's an emergency call 111 if you're concerned about anyone's safety 999 and then if you're more sort of concerned about 
helping them to understand what they're going through a bit better you can sign post them to different websites like the nhs website's really great you can self-refer through the nhs well-being service um, to access counseling and you can also sort of educate yourself more on different health conditions through um, mind uk which is a really great charity that has loads of different information about pretty much every single mental health condition all, all really good options. I really like that that question that you said about is there anyone that would help? I think that can be a really powerful question to ask, can't it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And you don't always have to go to sort of like the top level straight away. They might not feel comfortable going into the GP on their own, you know, after just opening up about something that's quite sensitive. They might want to talk to someone else first about it. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes it's it's uh, so sometimes just having someone to listen is enough, isn't it? Sometimes that's, that might be all I need. I just need to get it off my chest and I feel loads better. It might be actually I just need to speak to my whoever it might be, my, my partner, my mum, my flatmate, my whoever it is, the person that, that that's able to help me in that given situation. Um, another question that I always really like to ask is uh, what what would help? because that can help as well, can't it? And like you said, you know, you gave a couple of different options there in terms of where you might signpost towards, but it also depends on what the person wants, right? Because if they just want a little bit more information, they want to build their knowledge a little bit, then, you know, some of those options like Mind's website, for example, fantastic place to go. If they're like, no, no, I think I need, uh, you know, more professional support than speaking to their GP or, or, or one of those other options is kind of more appropriate, isn't it? But um I, I don't know if you're kind of how you've experienced that like maybe the conversations you've had but that's something I always find super useful to to try and uh ask someone yeah yeah I think the thing about asking how you can help is really important yeah and with that it's what's helped before as well because often people have that we have our own resources for coping and sometimes we need that help to draw it out right so often it's like have you felt like this before and and what helped and can you use any of that now and part of that might be where they've turned to all that support as well okay some really nice advice thank you thank you both for that. i think um some really lovely advice bits of information some little takeaway bits that i think anyone listening to this can can apply and like you said i don't think it's about getting it perfect is it it's not about uh you know worrying so much about overthinking it and, and getting it perfect i think just being willing to ask that question and even if you can only apply one or two things that you guys have mentioned i think that's a brilliant place to start okay the next thing that we want to do is uh a new section where we like to ask our guests before we let you go uh, a piece of advice or some wise words or guidance uh, related to well, this month I guess supporting a friend perhaps uh, that you would have given to your younger selves um, so uh, Emily do you want to get started what's what's a, a what's a piece of advice that you'd give to your younger self I think when I was young or still sometimes put a lot of pressure on myself thinking that if this doesn't go the right way the whole world is going to fall apart and I think one piece of advice is the world is not going to fall apart if this doesn't go exactly how you want it to go. Yeah absolutely Gain, just gaining a little more perspective maybe. Yeah so it's like we tend to I've always been an overachiever always trying to do the best and things like that or 
if you're trying to run an event and then suddenly people don't show up and things like that and you're just a bit sad you put so much pressure on yourself and you then you end up crying about it but yeah it's like it's not going to change much if this doesn't go perfectly how this, the timetable was or how it was scheduled or if you everything's just volatile or it's just just physical things which is not going to really affect anything in the future if that makes any sense right now <laughs> yeah absolutely and i think i think that's also really nice potentially a, a, a good piece of advice to 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 give to someone else as well if they're struggling maybe because like you say when we zoom zoom out a little bit actually we realize okay maybe like you said the world's not falling apart maybe it's not quite as big a thing as we thought it was at first tia what about you what, what would be uh, a piece of advice for your younger self as well I think um, even though it feels uncomfortable sometimes asking people if they're okay or like how they're feeling it's not an invasion of their privacy and it's completely the right thing to do even if it does feel a bit awkward and also that you know you're not a trained psychiatrist you're not a trained therapist like you're not going to fix everyone's problems um, but what you are going to do is make them feel a bit better in the moment and also um, help them hopefully to feel more comfortable talking about it to professionals in the future I, I love that and I think that's it isn't it that's the that's the power I guess in 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 starting the conversation and saying you know what's going on is there anything that I can do to help and like you say you know we don't have to be uh experts do we and it's something that that any of us can do and and, and have an impact on the people around us right yeah, I really like that. Um, it's that letting go of perfect, isn't it? And, you know, realising, you know, it's one human speaking to another human. And actually, when we do get it wrong, you know, and I've done this in conversations I'd have with people, I sometimes say, oh, that was a really stupid question, wasn't it? Or that was really badly worded. And it almost actually breaks the tension a bit. Do you know what I mean? So it kind of creates a more equal power, a power balance there rather than it being like, oh, I'm this person who's got all the answers. I'm literally another human being who's who's with you here trying to help you out. Um, thank you so much um, both for joining us today. Uh, it's been really interesting and I think it's given me a lot to think about. And it's just so nice to have those real tangible takeaways and thoughts about how we can support someone, how we start that conversation. And as we said, trying to kind of not stress, maybe not stress about it quite so much. Um, but saying that, if anyone who is listening who is like, OK, that's fair enough. I do need to not stress as much about getting it right or wrong, but I would like a little bit more info. Um, we will be uploading a full workshop recording of our How to Support a Friend workshop on YouTube this month. So we talk through this in um, a bit more detail and we ask some questions to really get you thinking about how you can apply that as well. And um, we have added a new document to our new Student Services Hub on Blackboard, which all students are auto-enrolled onto. And that is called How to Support a Friend with Their Mental Health. And again, that details a little bit more about how you can support someone and thinking about supporting yourself alongside that as well. Um, also, um, for everyone, follow um, at HedgeKUEA to check out what they're up to and getting involved. We talked about those first steps being mental health awareness. So I think actually for anyone thinking about what they might want to start doing for helping others, actually think about increasing your own mental health awareness. That sounds like a fantastic starting point. And of course, uh, most importantly to remember, um, anyone listening, you do not need to manage alone. And there are people here to support you at UEA. 
there's lots of great options um, Tia spoke through around reaching out and signposting for support. And of course, um, there's us here at Student Services. So to access support from us, um, it's just simply searching Student Services online referral form on my UA portal. So thank you so much, all of you, for joining me this afternoon. And join us next month for our theme of Five Ways to Wellbeing. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.